Last week, we talked about modesty for wives, but husbands, you are not off the hook. Today's episode is all about masculine modesty. And you may be asking, what in the world? What's that? You know what, guys? You've been wearing those yoga pants. <laughs> Knock it off. Some of you do, actually. That's weird. <laughs> no, it's an internet Anyway. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll see you on the other side. Is that not a thing? I feel like... It might be a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... I wouldn't put it past anyone, okay? Oh, for sure. Not today. Not in this day and age. Yeah. So, masculine modesty. Now, Selena. I wish you would wear more clothes. I. You know what? I just got to <laughs> let these things breathe. <laughs> just let them breathe. Uh, what, what? No, we talked about this. We did. So... We're going to go into detail, but I, I love getting getting Selena's off the cuff sort of thing. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. Selena, wh- what what comes to mind when you hear the term masculine modesty? I don't necessarily think of clothing. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't. Sure. Um, I think of, you know, is, is a guy being, like, accurate about his, I don't know, his life, his career, because I think guys tend to like puff themselves up uh, or I don't know, make themselves out to be more than they are. Is this not where this conversation is going? No, I'm They're sad. kind of flashy. I, I, They're peacocking I, okay. around. There it is. <laughs> Got a draft two in there. Uh, no, that's, I just want to hear your thoughts. Anything goes. Yeah, I think Can anytime, I talk about the guy at the launch or no? I think we have an opportunity to talk about okay. the guy at the launch. <laughs> no, uh, last week when we talked about it in terms of uh, women... We use this distinction between attractiveness and being an attraction. An attraction, yeah. And I think there's the same way. You may not use the same terms, uh, but I think there's men. There's a way for you to be an attraction. Be attractive. Okay. Genuinely. Yes. By through how you carry yourself, through your character. But there's also a way that you can use the God-given properties, hmm. a, the the character traits, or maybe the the skills, the giftings that you have, to unto your own glory so mm. that you can become the attraction. Mm. Remember, if we are people of, of God, we are called to one purpose, one purpose alone. That's to glorify God, right. both it's now and into eternity. Image bearers. We are his image, image bearers. We are called to glorify him. If we at any point seek to turn that glory that we are generating and shine it on ourselves, mm. we have gone wrong. And that, that can be said for female modesty. It's all, it also can be said for male modesty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's talk about this. So let's define exactly. Maybe we should d- define what immodesty, immodesty. looks like. <laughs> so here's sure. a definition I came with: masculine immodest- immodesty is this: drawing attention to uh, worldly or fleshly traits with the purpose of gaining affection. You could translate that as glory, mm-hmm. with the purpose of gaining affection for oneself, potentially with sexual or emotional upsides mm. or benefits. Mm. Okay, so you're gaining affection, gaining glory for yourself yeah. for some outcome, some desired outcome, right? Right. And you're using the the, the the giftings of the traits. So what comes to mind is somebody who's charming. Like, I don't consider myself to be a charming. You're charming. For me. I'm the kind of guy. For me. Like, okay, so I'm good friends with John Lovell. He's he Warrior Poet Society. Selena's wearing the, oh. the shirt. There we go. He's this really Gregorious guy, really fun to talk to. Like, he walks in, he just lives life like... It, in like 10 like uh gear 10 like he's just he's just that's his personality he's awesome he's the kind of guy he walks into a room everybody everybody's like paying attention to him it, you're even smiling in a way because you know 
<laughs> I know John and Becca. Yes. Yeah, we know them well. And they, uh, you know, and that's something he's gifted with. I am not that guy. Like if I walk into a room, like I'm more covert. <laughs> people, people forget I was ever there. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that's true in some cases, maybe untrue in others. The point is, is a guy like John, if he's so inclined, could use his charm, could use his ability to command a room. For to, the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. Right. To manipulate people. But yeah. To manipulate women, to manipulate anyone, yeah. to to get what he wants. Right. Like those, those guys make great salesmen <laughs> because they can get somebody to act in, in a way that they may not act otherwise. So that's what I'm defining as male immodesty. Uh, and so I, as John we, is very modest. No, no, I'm not saying he's that. I'm just saying that he could. <laughs> right. He, he's very humble. And I, John, love you, man. If you watch this uh, and you know that, uh, but I'm just making a contrast here. So, but as we go through kind of what uh, these other, I'm, I'm, we're going to describe what immodesty modest, looks like. Sure. But the first off is motive matters. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot in the last few episodes. We've, that's been a buzzword, buzz phrase in our household is that at its heart, motivation um this, this issue has at its heart a motivation to use some aspect of a man's mind, body, language, possessions to boost his ego, mm. to validate his worth, and to get attention and potentially, like I said, the aff- affections from women. Mm-hmm. But motive matters. Okay, so like... Which um, is interesting. Can I just stop you right there real quick? Because yeah. it's interesting because I think with women, if you say this this that this is their motivation if you assign this motivation that you know that you're trying to get the attention of men they might be like no it's not i'm not trying to get their attention i just want to wear what i want and i'm not in charge of their behavior whereas on the other side men are trying to get the attention if they are if they are it's the same it's the same conversation because oh, well an it seems like men more often would want the attention though well i mean i could i could just again not to i pick guess on you're John, right i, could I say, guess you're right we he's could. just like that because he wants the attention right no, I can wholeheartedly say he's not just like that because he wants the attention. He's like that because that's what he's like. Yeah. No, and you're right. I guess I was just, it just seemed like a contrast because I felt like sometimes well, I think, yeah. women get more defensive about this conversation. Well, that, that could be the case because you're dealing with very sensitive Im- Im- image issues. Yeah. But it is image issues for guys too. So one one characteristic of, I use the word peacocking <laughs> uh, is a great word. Like your, <laughs> what is it? PowerPoints are the peacocks of the business yes, world. Yes, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yes. Um, flashiness, right? Yeah. So, uh, if someone's you know a guy that's got like the motorcycle, the car, or whatever, or like dresses in a certain now, can way. I talk about the guy at the launch? <laughs> yeah, please. So we were launching our boat at this this our little old boat at this lake, and we were we were loading it up to head out, and there's this super nice boat, like Mastercraft Supra, probably hundred thousand dollar boat, right? And there's one girl holding it. This other guy is backing down this truck, probably $100,000 truck, right? Raised all the things, black and white and all the like super decked out everything. He's backing it up. I think it's his wife and there's like a toddler there and he has half his wetsuit off so you can like, he's clearly fit, right? So I'm going to jump in because these things in and of themselves, if you have the means to afford these things, like we're not going to say like you're sinning because you've bought a boat and a truck. Now there can be cases made for stewardship and all that. We probably wouldn't spend that money on. on we have boat. not, and well, yeah, and nor, nor could we. <laughs> um, but the point is, is 
you have this you have this uh, this there's notion these, of who this person there's is. There's all these rolling tr- up. These, yes, he's got the phys- the physical whatever. He's got the he's got the, the boat. boat. He's, he's got, got the, the truck. I'm sitting here in the boat waiting for Ryan to like back down so that I can drive the boat on the trailer. And he's and then I'm what? just and then, listening. And then he opens his mouth. And then he opens his mouth and just ruins it all. Just f bombs this, gd this, yelling at his I guess his wife, yelling at his kid. It takes four of them first of all to load this boat, and I'm just like I don't understand. We got it down to a science. Anyways, not that it's not about us. But I'm just sitting here baffled that like he is speaking to her in this manner. Right. And that he thinks it's okay and that it's actually like attractive to be talking the way well, that he's I mean, talking. On some level, yeah, he it was acceptable. And the volume with which he was yelling. <laughs> volume was so loud. So there's a flashiness there's, about this. Yes. Um that it's not quiet. It's yeah. not, you know, uh it's not humble. It's not because some person could have that exact same setup and still be like kind in how they talk to their wife who's trying her mm. darndest to get the boat on there without bumping it into the dock or another boat, right? But, you like, know, it's like a 2,000 pound machine. It's, <laughs> it's a big and thing. And she probably weighs 120 pounds yeah, herself. it's just, it's a big, yeah. it's a big deal. So it was just, I was like, I got in the car and I looked at Ryan, I was like, well, <laughs> If anybody ever wants to learn about communication, just go sit at a boat launch for an hour and watch a husband and wife. Like you, you will what, learn it, a lot. It is hilarious. Go, yeah, go to a boat launch on a busy summer day, and you'll see some things. Man, but anyways, um, there was this exact the the whole immodesty yeah. was just like the the peacocky and the flashiness, the, and the way he was carrying himself, showing off yeah. of you know finances or whatnot. It's it just well, and you got know. the loud muffler and the loud diesel turbo engine. All, anyway. Um, so that's one flashiness could be an example of male immodesty also. Okay. So prioritizing your physical appearance over maturity and character Hmm. men. It's not bad to be healthy. If you're spending two hours at the gym and zero minutes in the Bible, there's a problem. Hmm. Like there needs to be a reallocation, a reappropriation of that time. Hmm. There's a priority that's maybe misplaced. Not maybe it for sure is if that's taking, you know, if, if your gym time is taking more of your life than your Bible time right. um, is one example or, you know, character. Like, mm. I mean, I can't tell you how many guys I've, I've seen at the gym um, that it clearly is a very vain activity mm-hmm. and, you know, always admiring himself in the mirror. Always, <laughs> Same goes for women. I mean. Right. It can go both ways. But, you know, these, this particular uh, uh, type species of man, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> Very, um, very vain. I'm speaking generally, so I'm not judging anyone individually, but the very, very vain uh, and very visual. So women, women will walk by wearing what women wear at the gym and, you know, no, no hesitation to just stare her down yeah, or to make some just stupid remark to her. Uh, that's a certain amount of uh, immodesty. Okay. Uh, another one is showing off your financial position or your position of power in your career. Um <laughs> We talked about the car, the truck thing. I, we were on a walk in our neighborhood. You remember this, and I don't mean to throw anyone under the bus, but I got to talking to a guy we met because our kids started interacting on this walk, and uh, he he goes, "Yeah, I'm, this is my job." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big developer around here." <laughs> like immediately, like had to had to yeah. had to. If you gotta say it, if you <laughs> you gotta say it, <laughs> it might not be as big as you think. Yeah. Uh, the point is, uh, that's that's a that's not modest for a man to do that. Instead, let let 
those things come out over time. Like you don't need to prove yourself. I think that's maybe what that's at the root of this is that we need not prove ourselves, especially in terms of marriage. Okay. We could just, this could, this could just be an episode on just the Christian life. Mm -hmm. But in terms of marriage, like I don't need to prove myself to any person, any woman outside of you. Mm -hmm. And I don't even need to prove myself to you because a, I put a ring on it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and B I know you love me. And, you know, I know that you're going to call me out if ever I'm, you know, falling short in any way that matters, that you're going to be there to call me out, but also walk alongside me. And so uh, there's a security that comes from being known by Christ, right. being known by your wife. Right. Another one. So showing off your financial position, that's the kind of the, what I just covered. But if you're at work, mm-hmm. you know, and you're continually like drawing attention to yourself, the job that you have, the role that you have, the position that you have. And I will say, I think it's a hard thing to do to not want to just be like, oh yeah, we do that or we have, we we go on the boat all the time or we do these things all the time, right? Like if people are talking about it and you have some sort of like affinity, you guys both have boats or you both have, you're into like old cars or doing something like, I think there is, like you're saying, there's a natural progression and a natural way that these things can come out, but just be careful about your motive of why are you sharing it, right? Well, and you said this in the in the wives version of this, that usually it can be traced down to some insecurity. Right. And I think that's what we're getting at is this is maybe not an episode so much about modesty, but about how how modesty is a flag showing us our insecurities mm-hmm. in Christ, how immodesty is a flag mm-hmm. for those things. Because um, I will say that some of this stuff is inherent to men. Like, uh, for example, like when I go to the gym with, with friends or if I'm talking to uh, Ray, is mm-hmm. it, who's great friend we're not we're we're, uh, like we're we're in a healthy way trying to one-up one another whether it's in the you know and there's a there's a sense of like healthy camaraderie and competition that i think is natural to male to male relationships you want men to be that's the whole sharpening of the horns the sharpening of the wedding stone iron sharpens iron yes (laughs) there's a con there's a full contact nature to you know and we push one another yeah and that happens through uh, accountability and things you know character traits and things like that but it also happens in terms of like ray is the guy that's always saying hey how much did you get written today we're working on books he's like how much did you write and and i hate it (laughs) because writing's hard and i don't get to give him good answers very often because i will write a thousand words and keep a hundred of them because that does not motivate me at all i'm like i don't know why do you care (laughs) (laughs) as a guy as a guy i care yes which is good i'm not saying again it just contrasting i think but i'm not you know i'm not parading my accomplishments to the adoring masses right. just because I want to like there's a there's a purpose in mind the motive matters it's right. a sharpening of one another right um, and this is the final one I would say as in categories of immodesty so <laughs> using charm to gain attention validation and to manipulate and I mentioned John because not all men can even do this I don't think I can do this well, I think it's funny you, <laughs> you had Charles Minor as a joke on here so on the office um, I am aware of the effects I have on women <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's true. Um, Charles Minor, you know, I'd say he's pretty, Idris Elba. He's pretty modest because he's like he's just aware of it, like, but yeah, he's not trying to like. <laughs> yes, Charles, you wanted me. <laughs> I say that to Selena all the time. Yes, Selena, you wanted me. I'm trying to get that ingrained in her brain. <laughs> but this this could look like in the workplace. Yeah. Could look like this at church. You're using charm to get again adoration, admiration laughs some of that's just part of being in a relationship we're not saying you can't have interpersonal relationships but again what can you say to yourself i am living out walking out the humble calling that we've received Mm -hmm. in 
loving in these ways. And even in that, you can laugh, you can joke. Well, and would my spouse question this? Right. Right. Like, would I, if, if, if I, if Ryan was standing next to me and I was talking to another husband somehow, like, I don't know, kids get to chatting. I never really talked to other men like, but if for some reason that happened, am I carrying myself and is that man carrying himself in such a way that my Ryan could walk over and there's no questions or flags or anything, right? Yeah, uh, for rule of thumb for me is I just imagine Selena standing there and if anything I said or did was repeated or recorded verbatim, like I would want her to emphatically yes and amen. Yeah. Not just be okay with it, but to yes and amen the things that yeah. I'm communicating and how I'm communicating them. Right. Um, here's an analogy, and we, we could have used this on the, on the women's side, but you catch what you fish for, okay? So if you're using any of these but ways... I'm not fishing. <laughs> oh, you're fishing. <laughs> truth comes out Um, always does if you're using any of these methods um they're going to catch something you're going to catch it's it's not going to lead it's going to lead somewhere and we're saying catch what you fish for so i've been fishing off the coast off the west coast of uh washington many times and there are times when we use different lures depending on what we're trying to catch we also use downriggers we'll use different methods we'll park in different places because we're fishing for certain things and so the question is this is what lure are you dropping in the water Right. If you're the guy that's always peacocking in these ways, you're going to attract a certain type of mm-hmm. attention. Now, if you're married, that's extra prob- problematic because you're clearly ex- operating extramaritally at yeah. that point. Yeah. And it's not going to lead anywhere healthy. Absolutely. Um, what bait are you using? Uh, <laughs> where are you fishing? And so here's one thing. Bottom fish are really easy to catch. They're predictable. And you can like we when we go out on our charter trips, we limit on bottom fish before seven in the morning. That's like 12 fish a person. <laughs> it's literally as fast as you can get the lure down and up. It's so easy to catch bottom fish. You know what's hard to catch? Salmon. Wild salmon. <laughs> uh, my delicious salmon. <laughs> Caught me a big one. King salmon. Queen Got a queen salmon. <laughs> Sorry. Don't make that. Salmon are really hard to catch. Yeah. Because they're fast. They're strong. They're somewhere in the water column. You don't really know where they are. You have to look around a lot the right bait. if they bite they could bite and just take the bait and go you have to know how to how to set the hook you have to know how to pull them in or you will break a line like they're hard to catch mm-hmm. and boy did i catch one <laughs> yes we are <laughs> i didn't catch no bottom fish lean cod are ugly too by the way <laughs> they're bottom fish <laughs> real ugly <laughs> Their eyes pop out so don't don't go bottom fishing don't go bottom fishing is what you're saying yeah and and, and we're not just talking about catching the proverbial Literally. woman. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about uh, things in life. The low hanging fruit. Right. Are you going for the the bottom feeding mm. parts of life, or are you are you seeking after the things that Jesus instructs us to seek after? Mm. Um, so, biblically speaking, what are we called toward as men? And I'd say it comes down to the heart. It comes down to who or what are we chasing? Who? And this is the big deeper question: is mm-hmm. whose glory are we living for? Mm. And for whose pleasure are we living? Am I living for my own glory? Am I living for my own pleasure? Mm. Am I living for my own anything? Mm-hmm. Or am I living for the glory of God? Yeah. Paul in Acts 20, this is the verse I would say, if I had one verse that I hope describes my life, mm-hmm. it's this one. It's Acts 20, 24. It says, I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, mm-hmm. but only that I may finish the work that I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I do not account my life of any value. Mm. Now, does that mean I go and just sleep in a gutter every night? No, it just means that ultimately, like I don't live for this life. I live for 
him in this life because I know that I will again live for him right. in the next. Right. Uh, this let's contrast, and this is helpful to look at the beatitudes. So I like to contrast immodesty with the beatitudes. Selene, you want to read these? We're going to read Matthew five uh, verses three through eleven. Yeah, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they mm. shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in, in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted mm. for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice, verse 12, and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus is not painting a picture of an immodest person, right. an immodest man. Blessed are the poor in spirit. It doesn't say proud in spirit. What does it mean uh, to be poor in spirit? It's the first out of the gate, Jesus is sitting down to give the most famous sermon of all time. Mm-hmm. And he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Poor is pretty obvious, right? It comes out of this, uh, the, the word for poor just simply means uh, to be poor, right? And there are different ways to, different glosses here, um, universally lacking in anything, right? Um, the, another one is uh, needy, right? Uh, but it's the, what got me was the in spirit part. So if you look at in spirit, in spirit right? So the, the word for spirit is pneuma. Uh, it's a movement of air. That's what's used typically for, or of the wind. That's mm-hmm. how the spirit is described in the New Testament. Uh, but also in this case, and specifically uh, for this verse, it is the second gloss or definition of this word is the spirit, i.e. the vital principle by which the body is animated. Mm-hmm. And if you look at another definition, it says the rational part of man, the power of perceiving and grasping divine and eternal things. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. We are lacking in this vitality in a sense, not that we don't have it in Christ, but it's just that it doesn't end there, right? Mm. Because we, this is theirs is the kingdom of heaven because mm-hmm. in this life and in this context, I am considered, I consider myself poor. That's what Paul is saying. I do not account this life of any value, nor is precious to myself. It, pair that with what Jesus is saying. It says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, mm. right? And so that's the opposite of masculine immodesty. Right? Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are meek. What is meekness? Uh, it's like a, it's a, what does someone defined meekness as absolute power under complete control. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit arrogant to say it still. Like I don't have absolute power, but like whatever power I do wield, like it's under control and subservient unto the glory of God. Right. I don't need to toot my own horn. All I need to do is hearken the horn of Christ and repeat mm-hmm. his glory. And so uh, another passage that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians 16 be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. You see how the progression works? Hmm. Be watchful, be aware, mm-hmm. be mindful. So now stand firm in the faith. Mm-hmm. Don't deviate from that. Don't stand on something else. Don't mm-hmm. stand on what, things you your can see. Your own accomplishments, yeah. your own, yeah. Then he says act like men. <laughs> like there's, a, there's, an impl- there's an implied strength to that, but then the next statement go ahead and, goes ahead and says it. Be strong. Mm-hmm. And then what's, how's the end? Let all you do be done in love. Hmm. I don't know that I could do that if I'm cussing out my wife on the boat launch. <laughs> I'm not doing that in love. Mm-mm. As loud as I can. <laughs> I 
I don't know if I can do that if I'm bragging about my accomplishments. Mm. I don't know if I can do that if I'm at the gym inordinate amounts of time staring at myself or staring at other people. Like I'm living in a way that is immodest. It, is unglorif- it does not glorify God. Right, right. It glorifies myself. So as we close this out, um, some questions for the men to consider. And they're very similar to last week's for the women. And they're this. Who are you living, working, or acting to glorify? Hmm. Is the glory of Christ your passion in life? When I say passion, I mean in the classical sense. I mean, is it the centering goal of your life? Hmm. Not just do you desire it. It is the very purpose that you exist. It's the reason you take a breath in the morning. Is the glory of Christ your primary passion? Hmm. Here's the thing. I don't know that any of us can say wholeheartedly, yes, that's why we have sanctification. Mm -hmm. God, help me. Help me want what you want. Help me live for your glory above all else. Mm -hmm. Help me decrease so that you might increase. That next question is how you carry yourself honoring to your wife. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Be honest. Ask yourself, have I been consumed with how I look? This came from the ladies one. But it, well, guys, you can it applies for, you, for us as well. Have I been consumed with the impressions that I make? Hmm. Why? Motive matters. Mm-hmm. Um, how might, here's another question, ask yourself, how might I more truly find my identity, value, sufficiency, worth, completeness in Christ? Hmm. How? I can think of five ways for myself right now. Mm-hmm. So as, as a husband, as a man, as a couple, we're here to help you think through those. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. Um, we pray that God would root in our hearts the desire above all else to live for his glory both in this life and in the next mm-hmm. and may that work its way into how we act how we carry ourselves the things we pursue how we present ourselves knowing that we are not just ambassadors of ourselves we are ambassadors of christ we are ambassadors of the king of kings and we must act accordingly mm-hmm. we must carry ourselves and, and walk in a manner worthy of the calling that we've received amen Amen. So do you mind praying for us? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> praying for the men. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you for your wisdom and guidance, clarity and authority uh, when it comes to modesty for us as women, um, for our men. I pray that we would see this as a call to mm-hmm. lay aside anything that would come between us, between you and I, Uh, you, Savior, you, God, and us, man. I pray that we would not Mm. just lay it aside, but demolish it, put it in its place, Lord, that Mm. you would consistently be our passion, our center uh, of our universe, God, that we would not waver in choosing to live and adorn ourselves and our lives um, to those around us in a way that glorifies and brings you honor, God. Uh, Holy Spirit, convict us. Holy Spirit, lead us. Thank you for the Bible and the word that instructs us. May we go to it uh, and be daily, daily washed over by its good, by your words and by the goodness of your words. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, This is the Fierce Marriage Podcast. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we do the parenting stuff there as well. Um, if you want to find out more, what does it mean to actually, like we mm. said, walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you've received? If you're hearing this 
and you don't know what that means or you, you don't feel like you've responded to the call of Christ, we're, we would love to give you an opportunity to do that. It's to place your faith in Christ. Uh, the place you can go to find out more information is a website we set up. It's thenewsisgood.com. It's going to give you some steps on how to become a Christian and how to walk the walk out the Christian life mm-hmm. in the manner worthy of the calling that you have received. If you're still watching and you want to partner with us, <laughs> uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Our partners are the reason we're able to do this. They're the reason this ministry continues. Mm-hmm. God has blessed us through you. If you want to be one of those partners, we would love that. We ask you pray about it. If God leads you, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There's details there, and uh, you get, there's some stuff that we'll give you as well. But don't do it for that reason. Do it because God is asking. Anything else? Nope. All right, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... We can. See you again in seven days. Till next time. Stay fierce. Finger points. Fierce. Fierce. <laughs>